This is the Chicago Golf Report podcast, hosted by Walter Liss. Our guest this episode is PGA Certified Professional, Scott Hogan. So maybe it'd be best if we kind of start from the beginning and say, how, how did you get in the golf business and how did you become an, uh, an instructor and get to where you're at? Yeah. So, um, you know, big thing is when I, you know, I started playing golf when I was really, really young, you know, uh, I was like six, seven years old, played other sports and all that too. Golf really took to me though, because, you know, there was a lot of individuality to it, you know, Hey, I can, um, kind of do it my way as long as I'm shooting better scores. And if, you know, if my goal was to compete and all that stuff, you know, how can I, um, you know, basically do it on my own. I, that's kind of my, my thing, I guess I, I kind of tend to uh, be that way. Um, and, uh, so, you know, golf really stuck with me. It took to me and, uh, that's, that kind of got me playing as I got older and, you know, you need to find a job and all right, I'm going to work at a golf course. And, you know, I, I kind of was in like, you know, the business mindset and all that, but then you're, you're working at a golf course and start teaching. Cause that's kind of naturally what you do. I could play, but I, you know, I didn't know how to teach. I, the first few years of teaching were definitely interesting, I would say. And then I ended up in Arizona where I got a chance to kind of work out there. I, I, I initially went out there just to go for the winter ended up meeting a guy named Mike Malaska, who I think a lot of people know he has his own YouTube channel and all that. And he really kind of got me started in first with, Hey, this is something that you could actually do as a, you know, like a legitimate career where, you know, for me, it's important that you see growth and you have opportunities to get better and improve. And so instruction really took to me for that one, because I do enjoy helping people play the game. I want the game to grow and two, for me personally, it's, hey, I can get better and I can, you know, improve my skill set as a teacher, my communication skills, all that type of stuff. And so, you know, that's really where coaching kind of started. And then after, you know, a few years there, I, I came back to Chicago here and, and started my own business where, you know, kind of that trying to apply all that. And it's been, uh, again, it's been challenging and all the ups and downs that go with having your own business. And, you know, you learn a lot about things you can't control, what you can't control. And that, that, that relates a lot to golf, I think, uh, in what you're doing. And so uh, it makes sense to me that that's where I've kind of gravitated to in my career. Now that's kind of where we're at. So now you're uh, an instructor in Oak Lawn. So you mm -hmm. teach people uh, in, in face-to-face, -face, like they come mm -hmm. to the course. You also do online teaching, correct? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's grown a lot um, over the last few years. So I, you know, I teach at Oaklawn. That's where I'm the director of instruction at Stony Creek Golf Course. Um, and then, you know, the online thing has grown. I actually teach in here in Lockport in the winter as well. This is actually my studio in my garage. I made it to kind of film, but you know, it, it actually works for teaching there too. But yeah, I do online, which again, I didn't really see that. But I remember being at the PGA show. Uh, like five years ago, maybe. And I was listening to Michael Breed talk and he actually said something that back then I thought he was crazy, but he said he expects within the next five years that he, every lesson he teaches will be online. Um, you know, and so at the time you're like, no way, it's always going to be in person. But then, you know, as technology and things have come along, we got some exciting new things that really make coaching um, online easier. And to be honest, it, it can be a really good way 
to do it. I, I personally work with coaches that I've never met in person uh, for my own games. So, you know, I've adopted to it and I think it's something that's definitely changing. It, I could see the benefit of, Hey, I want to do it in person as well, but online is not as uh, foreign or scary as I think it used to be, um, you know, even a couple of years ago. So before we take a deeper dive in the technology aspect, mm -hmm. um, you said something that really resonated uh, the, the idea of doing it on my own. And mm -hmm. so you said you wanted to kind of learn, you wanted to grow your ability in the game. And I think that's the question that all golfers face, right? Is it how much can I do on my own? How much can I improve my game? And um, I'd be interesting to hear your thoughts on that. I mean, it, from my own perspective, I've tried to do it on my own a lot throughout my mm -hmm. entire life. And I've yeah. also worked with 15 different PGA professionals throughout my career and I figured out, and I had more examples of this this summer, is that I really can't do it on my own. As much as I love learning and I love trying all these new apps and and reading and learning, and I try to become like a quasi uh, well-educated person on the golf swing, I just can't figure it out. You know, and sure. whether it's the sequence of things that you have to work on, you talked yeah. about that in one of your recent videos about. I think it was when you were, uh, this might not be that recent, but you were reviewing the Sportsbox AI app. Mm -hmm. And you said the importance of, yeah, it's showing you the various stages that you can be in, you know, your spine tilt and and, and this shaft lean and whatever, but it's the sequence. And so getting back to the, the question is, I've kind of figured out that I, I really need someone to help me mm -hmm. with getting all this correct. Um, do you think that's the norm for people or do you think for the, for the average golfer, we can improve ourselves up to a point or do you think it's someone who could actually take all this and do it themselves? Yeah. So I think it depends, right? It, it's, which is always the answer, right? But it's, um, you need a plan for it, right? I think what most people do is they just kind of throw things at the wall, right? All right, I'm going to try this today. I'm going to try this today. What we try to do or what I try to do with people and what I try to do with my own game is, you know, you want to work within the framework of there are a few non-negotiables i i think in the golf in the golf game you know maybe not the swing necessarily but you know hey you have to be able to strike the ball with you know center contact right like you got to be able to strike it center you got to be able to have some control of the ball meaning you know you don't have to hit perfect draws or perfect fades you just have to have an idea of how to make it go where you want it to go right like even if it's not the prettiest shot or whatever it is you have to have some understanding of what that's doing and then from there you know, you can use certain things, um, you know, and tools that we have available to us to be able to, um, you know, to be able to put together that plan. And that's part of why, like, my YouTube channels kind of came about was kind of recognizing, like, yeah, there are all these tools that are available to people. And I do think it's great. And I think the golfer is more educated than ever about things. You know, like me as an instructor, I can't really, you know, I can't BS somebody you know, anymore, right? Like, you know, it, not that I, I don't think I ever did it, but you know, you can't really do that. You have people know what they're talking about and what they're looking for. So you really have to kind of know how to explain it to them and give them some reasons. But as a, you know, as a player, and like you were referencing with like sports box, it's a great technology. I love it. But, you know, when you get all these numbers, what's going to happen and what I'm afraid then that people will do is they're going to say, all right, Hey, I noticed that like the top of my swing, I got this going on. I got this. You know, and it's like, well, hey, how about you start earlier and look there and see if it fixes things later. Right. So, you know, you're not just kind of looking at everything. And I think that's what happens. You know, and, and, you know again, it's I'm going to say 
something that doesn't sound like, oh, you know, YouTube's a bad thing. But, you know, when you go search on YouTube and look at stuff, people, you know, there's a lot of, hey, what is popular and what's the buzzwords and all of that. And, you know, like, so like getting shallow would be one of those, right, that, that everybody talks about. And, and everybody says, oh, I got to get shallow. So they get so focused right away on that one part of the swing. It's like, well, there's a lot of things that lead up to that that make that kind of happen. You, you can work on it for sure. But, you know, you got to be careful with that and make sure there's a plan that goes in place and say like, hey, I've got a reason for this. Like, hey, um, you know, I just did a video actually this week of like my own plan. I'm trying to show people my plan for my own game. And, uh, you know, I want to I got to work on drawing the ball a little bit. My, my draw is kind of struggling a little bit. I can fade it all day, but I can't really get the ball to turn over. So. All right. So what what's going on? Well, my club path is this. It's one, you know, one to two degrees to the left. All right. I need to fix that. And then the face kind of stays open to that path. So, all right, now let's look at sports box. Let's take a look. All right. What's something that, you know, where are some things that are maybe causing my path to drift? And uh, all right, now we've got a plan. Let's work on that. And now we're only working on like one thing and uh, it's going to have an actual effect on my game that will hopefully lower my scores. I'm not just like hoping it lowers my scores. I, I, I believe, you know, through my experience. So, Kind of to answer your question, can you do it on your own? I think you can, um, definitely, but you definitely want to have a plan. And if you're not sure, I think the benefit, like I said, I, I work with teachers, you know, everybody's like, oh, you, why can't you teach yourself? Uh, well, why do pros work with teachers? You know, why does Tiger Woods have coaches and why does, uh, you know, everybody? And really, you're looking for confidence. You know, there's something to be said for like, hey, I actually believe that this is going to help me. And so when you get that second opinion and you get that, you know, somebody coming in and saying, Hey, this is what you got to do. You know, that helps my belief that, yeah, this is going to work. And I think that's a, a big underrated part of, you know, getting better. That's such a great point. There was a tool that was built by a Chicago based company about 10 years ago. It's called swing bite. And yeah. it was, uh, it came out attached on your shaft mm -hmm. and they had a nice app and you got to see club path when you put it on. I remember thinking when I got it, like, this is it. This is the Holy grail, right? I, I could see the club path. Now I just have to adjust it. That's not how it worked because mm -hmm. all I had was my club path. I had no idea what to do mechanically within my swing in order to do that. And it just led me down that path, which I've just seen time and time again. It's one thing to have all this data. It's another thing to have somebody who could create the plan and say, okay, you've mm -hmm. got to do this first, that second and third. It's like that it's almost imperative. Yeah. And, and I learned that too, the kind of the hard way, kind of the same way you said is like, I went and did what was called a, a AMM 3D, which was uh, accompanied by a guy named Phil Cheatham, who actually is part of Sportsbox. But he used to have, you know, he's been huge in this 3D world and you get all the sensors and like I had sensors everywhere and you got these wires going everywhere. And you actually, if you like follow TPI, the Titles Performance Institute, you might see it sometimes. They do it still with some of their, uh, you know, pros and stuff that come see them. And it's like, all right, I've got exactly what I need. I came out of there and it's like, you got to do this. You got to do this. And, and you know what I was missing and, you know, I could hit the ball really well at times, but you know, it didn't translate to the course. And if anything, it got worse. Um, and that was because I didn't, you know, I was just doing things that again, didn't relate to my game and what I was, what I needed to have happen for me to score and play better. So you know, could it, was my swing, I guess, technically better? I, I think so. I really don't know. I don't remember, but it, it's just, you know, golf is a lot more than that. So, you know, there's, there's the, 
the the trouble is bridging the gap of the tech to the game, which is, mm-hmm. you know, golf is still a very uh, old school game, right? We have all this tech, we have clubs, we have all that stuff, but the idea of golf, right? It's still the same game essentially that it was when it got created, right? It's hit, whack the ball down the field and go chase it and then get it in the hole. So it's, uh, you know, it's still an old school game that we have to remember, even though we have all these new toys that go with it. It kind of brings me back then to a question I want to ask. You often see that people who excel in their fields are usually, at least nowadays, are sort of a combination of being good at two or more things, right? So you're, say you're a salesperson, you're really good at sales, but then maybe you're also good at making presentations or good at networking. And for you, it's very, uh, I've got like four different things that you're very good at. You're Obviously, an instructor, like you said, you had to learn how to do that, which is thousands of hours and in education. But you're mm-hmm. also very good on camera. You present very well, and you're very calming, and and that comes off very well. Which I'm sure was more thousands of hours doing that. Yeah. But then, and then I don't know if this is the case, but then you've got to do all the setting up of the microphones and the lighting and the editing. And then you've got to then also, once you get all that, then you've got to get it out in the world and you've got to get it on your YouTube and you got to know what to put mm-hmm. in the descriptions on YouTube or Instagram or whichever. So I guess the first question is, do you do all the editing in all of that technology yourself? And and is that something that you've just kind of fallen into or is that was that something you're interested in? How did that come about? So, yeah, there's a reason my beard is getting very gray. I'm not 40 yet, and it's getting very gray. There's a lot of hours of working on all this stuff. Uh, I do do it all myself. Um, I really enjoy it. And, it, it, you know, something I started doing. So my brothers, I have two older brothers. They're twins. They are actually both. Uh, one works for a, a television show as a graphics designer, like he does uh, graphics for the show. And then my other brother... Man, manages like a film department at a corporation, right? So they're both in this. Um, and then I'm the golf pro of the family, right? So I've always kind of been around it. Like as kids, we would grow up and they would be like making movies in the summer. I would play sports and all that. But like during the day, like they always every summer would like make a movie, right? And so we had the old V8, whatever you recorded on the VHS or whatever. And then they did all that stuff. So I kind of had a was around it. Um, but what I tell people is like, they're like, Oh, well you had like help from them and all that. Um, my brother came, he, you know, he visited us for Thanksgiving. He was here and I was like, Hey, can you help me like do something? I wanted to make like a graphic for my, sh- for my videos, like just like the intro, it's like 10 seconds. And I was like, yeah, do you think we could do that? He's like, Oh yeah, no problem. And, uh, we do it. And I'm like, what's it going to take like an hour? He's like, Oh no. And I was like, Oh no, like two hours. Oh, I don't, I, I didn't want to like, you know, make him do work on his, vacation he's like no like three minutes and i was like huh so i go to try to do it i'm like hey would you show me and he starts trying to show me and then it's like i'm not getting it and then he's like here let me do it and he goes and gets on the keyboard and he goes so fast at doing this and it was unreal i had no idea what he did he was done and then i was like you know what that's like like me as a golfer trying to teach people like right like so like if somebody's like demonstrate how you do it that's what they feel like. It was, that was like an eye-opening moment. But, you know, they've kind of helped me like just, you know, they didn't really help me that much, I guess, um, because it, it just felt like it was so beneath what they do. So I, I've done a lot of online courses, go back to online learning. Um, I've done that. And then it's, it's a lot of just trial and error. I'm always messing with stuff and 
trying stuff out. I'm trying a new setup actually right now where, you know, I just like, Hey, this is a chance to try it. Um, you get on there and you, you make it work and then you just, you, you, you use editing and you know, it, it, you do the same thing. It's like, Hey, I'm going to go on YouTube. How do I, I want to do this, right? Like, all right, YouTube it. Here you go. So YouTube's a very powerful tool. Again, if you know what you're looking for, um, I think in anything that you're doing. So um, yeah, so I, I do that. I've gotten better at it where I can knock out um, a video in a, in a few hours of editing and, and shooting it. Um, but I do just try to plan it. It's a lot harder to do in the summer when I'm a little more busy um, and I'm at the course all the time here. It's a little bit more controlled and I can kind of have it set up and ready to go. But uh, it's definitely, it, it's been fun though. It, even though it sounds like a lot of work, it's, it's a lot of fun though. Um, it's, it's a new challenge for me. There's something always to get better at. So I always enjoy that. That's kind of where, again, like golf came about. Um, it's like, Hey, what can I do with this? And, you know, as long as I can make it look good, like I can try new things and do all that. I get to do it kind of my way. Um, that that's kind of what drew me to golf. That's kind of what drew me to this side of it too. Um, where I kind of have that freedom. So the uh, I mentioned a little bit earlier that one of the things that I, I kind of see you as being in addition to a professional is you're also a curator. And mm -hmm. recently I'm learning more and more about launch monitors and launch monitor technology. And I, I go to your videos right away because you do a very good job of basically talking about the, the pluses, the minuses, you test them out. Can you talk a little bit about how you select products to test and then present to your audience? So my goal is like never to, I mean, I try not to make a, um, like a, a video that just absolutely like trashes people because, you know, I don't want to do that. So like what happens, the process that happens is usually I see something um, and then I usually, you know, get it myself um, and then try it. And then if it's good and I think there's uses for it, I will, uh, I will make the video and let people know about it. Um I, you know, I don't reach out beforehand. Sometimes I reach out to the company, let them know I'm going to do it. Um, you know, and they'll, they'll offer discounts or something for people to, they, where if people want to purchase it from seeing the video, they can do that. I don't do that until after I get it. Cause I don't want to be indebted to them that like, Hey, this is actually a really bad product. And I don't want to, you know, tell, have to tell people it's good. Um, so th that's my, that's my biggest fear of when I started kind of getting into all this stuff was like, Hey, I don't want to lie to people. And, uh, you know, cause you know, I, I know I'm spending harder money on this stuff and I don't want people to feel like they wasted it. But, um, you know, so there's definitely been a few products that I have tried that I, um, have not made videos about, um, people do ask me about them and I'll tell people and you know, off to the side, but, um, I just don't do that. But as far as, you know, picking out devices, the, uh, where I'm kind of going with it is, all right, I think people are realizing you have to practice a lot, right. And you have to spend a lot of time. So people are starting to realize, Hey, I can do that at home and people need, you know, people need to be able to play golf when it's a little bit more convenient or practice golf when it's a little bit more convenient. So you know, if I started learning that when I, I first got my own setup in my garage, just for myself, people are like, yeah, I never play golf ever. Cause you know, I work till 7 PM. I come home, I hang out with my kids and then they go to bed and then I can play golf. That's my time to play golf at like nine o'clock at night. 
so you start started to realize like oh that's that's a that's a thing and so i started thinking all right how can people get better people like to get better they want to get better kind of like what you said it's like all right not everybody's going to go get help from a pro there are these tools i think people are always gravitating towards these tools that are out there and saying hey what are these things what is this device what's this new toy and so it's like all right i, I do it as well as an instructor because i'm always looking at all right hey will this help somebody you know i want to know about it so i have that kind of unique position i think where i'm going to kind of get stuff anyway because i want to know about it even if it helps one person to me it's worth it so um, i'm going to have it so why not just make a video about it and say hey this is something I found a use for if you're, and you know, I try to be very clear that like, Hey, this is what it is for. Uh, it's not for everybody necessarily. It's if you struggle with this, then you want to look at this. Um, you know, I, I don't want people just, like I said, if you were to go through everything, you know, you could spend a ton of money and have a bunch of things and it would, you know, you get confused. So it's like, Hey, you're going to be picking out, a, you know, one or two things that you might use but you want to make sure that's the right thing and what you want. So that's, uh, that's kind of how I pick them um, and go from there. I, I, I definitely could do, you know, I could go a different direction and say, Hey, I'm going to pick things that are more popular that get more views, stuff like that. But to me, again, that kind of goes against um, where I want to get, I don't want to get trapped into like, Oh, this thing's terrible. And you said it was great. And, and I don't truly believe that either that it was a good thing. I just did it. Um, you know, I don't want to get into any of that. And I, you know, I, I just think, you know, it'll be better off in the long run for me that if uh, I'm just kind of honest about things and kind of bring you what I, uh, what I like. So that's, that's how I approach it. Makes sense. Uh, quick question. Do you have a hard stop at the bottom of the hour? I don't know. Okay. If we could go a little bit, cause I got, oh, yeah, I got plenty of time. I got plenty okay, of time. Great. Uh, you're talking about golf when convenient. That leads me to the next question. There's this boom of golf simulators, right? We've got uh, almost, uh, we might have a dozen ex-golfs in the area right now. Mm -hmm. We've got, I think there were, my list is 56 golf simulator places where you can go play in the winter. They're opening up everywhere. They're downtown, they're in the suburbs. Mm -hmm. Do you think when you're talking about golf when convenient, do you think there's a point in time where we all have a simulator in our home? Uh, I think it, it becomes a point where, it, it, I think it's available if you wanted it. Right. Um, you know, I think about when I started, right. And I've, I played simulator golf, uh, really, I played it a little bit in like the nineties at, a and it was like, you know, to see the evolution of it is, is crazy. Right. Like it's, um, when I played it, the first time I ever played it, we played it someplace. It was in Naperville and it was like, you, you drove. And then when you got to the green, you had to go to like the letters on the, they had letters on the ground. And they'd say, Hey, you got to go to letter K and putt. And then you put in how many putts it took you. And, you know, you do that. And then from there, when I was a freshman in high school, we would go to this place um, in downtown Plainfield where I grew up and it was um, dead solid golf. And you had to hit off this tee and, you know, it, it was like, you could cheat it too. Like, all right, I could just drag it straight back, straight through. And the ball's going to go straight and I could chip in like every time. Right. So it, it, it wasn't really like reading things as you go to now. I mean, for, I, I just literally talked to somebody this morning where it's like, Hey, for 400 bucks, you can have like five courses 
they're going to look at getting a net and like for a thousand dollars, they're, they're essentially going to have somewhere in their garage that they can hit and kind of put it up, take it down pretty easily. Whereas like these setups before were like, you know, $50,000 and you had to have the whole build out. You had to have all this room. So, you know, the biggest challenge now to the whole simulator thing is just space. It's like, you know, it's it price still a little bit, but you know, if you, as long as you got space, you can make it work. And uh, you know, there's so many options out there. So I, I do think it's where, you know, Hey, if you're serious about it and you want to be able to hit a lot and hit at home and all that, uh, you, you can do it. And th and they're also getting so good, you know, at this, this lower end, which is, um, you know, which is crazy. You know, the one I use all the time, you know, is the Mevo plus I I've used track mans. I've had all those. I, I mean, I took it out to Arizona against the track man four outside. I mean, there it's, it's within a few yards. And as far as like the club date and all that, it's like within a degree, it's like, Holy cow. Like that's pretty good for like a 10th of the cost or more than that actually it might be even like a bigger difference there so it's like you know yeah it's getting crazy where you know the big thing people used to think about is oh that's not realistic it's not this i'm like other than that you're not playing outside you know like in the real grass and like having real wind and all that it's as far as how the ball reacts and how everything's going it's like man it's getting pretty good and uh you know i, I don't think it'll ever get to a point where you know it fully replaces golf right but you know it's going to definitely i think do something to you know i think courses and like driving ranges have to get more um creative because it's gonna you know why go to the range like and just whack balls out to the field right type of thing that's why i think you're seeing more like top tracer ranges and stuff and you know hey we've got to have a reason to come to the range um you know, otherwise people aren't going to come as often. So I do think it's changing that a little bit. Have you seen an impact in terms of the interest people have in, in taking instruction over the winter based upon the, like, for example, you're talking about top tracer at the range. Coghill has that. Mm -hmm. I went last year. I couldn't get in a couple of times. It was so popular yeah. Yeah. in February, January. We've got all these simulators. Has that impacted you in terms of people wanting to take instruction? Yeah. And yes, um, you know, and people still, I think people did want to take instruction in the winter, depending on who it is. You know, I work with a lot of juniors, so it's, you know, they're always looking to get better and stuff. Um, it's, it has. And also um, what people are looking for a lot of is an explanation of what they, they have. Right. So if they have like a flight scope medieval plus where it's, got club path it's got angled attack you know it's got horizontal launch it's got a bunch of numbers and people don't really understand what they're looking at right and it's like okay so they they know hey i've got um you know i've got a bad club path let's say well you know your angle of attack plays into that um you know hey we could do this and that's going to adjust this you know they don't have a full picture of what's going on in their swing that would actually make these things kind of work right so um that's kind of what they have to look at and that's what they're um that's what they're asking a lot more of i would say but yeah i have seen as a ton more hey it's a a better option to work inside it's a better option to work in the winter because you know again you can get all the stuff you need we we got good data of hey this is actually what's going we know that I think there's a lot less doubt the biggest challenge before was people would question hey is this actually 
what's going on. Like, there's no way my ball is actually doing that. Um, there's still some of that, but you know, they're really good. If, if Tiger Woods is practicing in his home, you know, and all these pros in Florida that don't want to practice in the summer are practicing in their home on simulators and they trust it's like, man, we all should, you know, probably trust it too. So it's, it's gotten that way where it's like, all right, we believe that part. And then also it's, it's a nice idea to take it inside where it's controlled and Hey, we can actually work on some things and we're not really going out to play anytime soon. So you can make some changes that are uncomfortable and not worry about, Hey, tomorrow it's got to feel better. Or, you know, I don't want it to feel weird when I play tomorrow, which is my one time a week to play, you know, so you can do that. Plus I, the thing that's actually changed for me a lot is the, the course options and the course plane. And there are certain softwares where you can actually design your own courses. So like I've designed certain courses for students um, that they are going to play. And, you know, like we designed the den down in Fox, you know, uh, the den at Fox Creek, because that's where state is. It's like, hey, let's just start, you know, seeing it a little bit. It's, you know, again, it's not perfect, but we just start talking a little bit of like, how would you approach these golf holes and strategy? And so you can almost do like that on course lesson a lot easier. And so I, I love it because we get to do a little bit more of that. Um, and it's a lot easier to do that than uh, it used to be. So I'd like to finish up two more topics. Number one, I mm -hmm. want to go over your products and then we'll finish up with kind of long-term what you think in terms of your career and where we're going, um, but getting to your products. So you, you offer online video courses. You offer certainly video training where people can work with you. Mm -hmm. um, you also have an online swing boot camp. Can you talk a little bit about the various things that you offer on your website? Yeah. So um, do uh online coaching programs. So that program is a monthly program. And, and what I try to tell people about that program is, you know, you get to send your swing in and ask questions as much as you want throughout the month. Um, it's basically the program I wish I had growing up where it's like, Hey, you take a lesson and you have a question. I, I would always go take lessons. I'd leave. I always feel good. Then I'd leave go practice and you're like, wait, this something's not right. And then, you, then, you know, you have to wait till you go to the next lesson to ask about it and talk about it. So uh, again, because we have online and that makes this possible where we can just say, Hey, send a quick note, send a quick follow-up video. You know, it's so crazy uh, how the phones are as well. Like, Hey, we can just do this. Um, we use an app called coach now that makes it easy. People send in, you know, their launch monitor data, whatever, what basically whatever you need, we can do it. Um, the boot camps are essentially taking that and breaking it into like, hey, I want to do this. It's almost like a, a month trial. Um, we're going to work on your swing. We're going to get you kind of a plan. And then uh, what ends up happening, a lot of people continue. But, you know, if you're just looking, hey, I just kind of need something. I want you to take a look, kind of work with me for a month, get me kind of started. Uh, that's what we do and kind of get you the idea of what it would look like to go through this and do it uh, basically on your own, I would say, but, you know, give you that idea of what that process would look like. And then we have some online courses, you know, Hey, short game and uh, stuff like that, which we're going to be developing out more where we'll actually have a full site that just has all of that on there. So if you're just looking, Hey, I need some topics and I kind of want some guided plans through it. We'll have that. Um, we'll have that as well. So, uh, and the last one we have is the sports box 3d, like you had mentioned, you can just get, if you're interested in getting your swing looked at on sports box, which is just 3d capture, it uses iPhones. So that's the biggest issue with it. Uh, sorry for people with Android, but, uh, we can do that. It just, the, all you need is a face on slow-mo video 
and uh, it can do, we can do everything. So people can just send that across the internet, you know, which is again, crazy where you used to have to go get hooked up, do all the sensors that, that process alone took like two hours where you had this digitizing pen, you get, you know, they're feeling out your AC joints and all this stuff to get you ready. And now it's just take a slow-mo on your phone, just make sure it's a good one and uh, send it along and we can just do it all. So um, it's pretty crazy how that all works. And so, yeah, that's, uh, that's what we have on there. Remarkable. All of the areas that you cover and all of these various products that, that weren't available 10 years ago now, right? it's there. So then to finish up, the final question is, where do you see yourself in 10 years from now, um, knowing that the landscape changes so dramatically so quickly, but you're pretty much covering a lot of these various potential areas. So you could probably go in a, in a specific area. What, what do you see like as far as where would you like to be at? Uh, in 10 years? So I, I've, I love teaching, so I don't see that going away. Um, but I've also really grown to love this whole video, making videos and all that stuff. Um, so I, I don't see that going away either. The thing I like to do, and I, I've started doing it a little bit on my channel, partially selfish reasons, like I like to go learn and get better at teaching and stuff. But I do like to go showcase like there are so many great things going on. And I think golf is doing a, we're, we're kind of catching up to like the modern world a little bit in golf, especially with like kids and stuff. Uh, but I think with adults and like your younger adults as well, where, you know, the world is not what it used to be there. It's more fast paced. It's more instant feedback stuff, all of that. And I do, there's people that are doing really good jobs with all of that. So I, I do like to showcase, um, try to showcase those people and what they're doing and what they're about. Um, you know, so we started doing that. We call it our instructor series, just moving around again. It helps me cause I get to learn, you know, by asking them questions and being there, but I like to just be able to, uh, you know, again, kind of show where the golf world's at. I, I think the biggest thing at the, uh, at the underline of what I'm doing on like YouTube and all that stuff is, um, I just think there's so many people that, when I talk with them, they haven't been introduced to like some great things of where golf has kind of shifted. And I think that's on us as golf, as the golf industry a little bit, we have to do a better job of like showcasing, like, you know, there's some new ideas, there's new things to look at. There's new ways to do things that are probably better than they used to be. Uh, maybe not, but um, you know, at least I think people should know that like, Hey, these are options and these can help. Right. And so, you know, online coaching is one of those for sure, but there's other things too. And that we, we want to do. So I like that. I also have learned that, you know, what can help people is they just like to be entertained by golf. So, you know, I think there's some possibility of doing that as well. Um, it's, uh, it's a lot harder than you, you think it's a lot easier in here to make videos when you start taking it to the course. I did that for a summer with some videos and, you start getting out there and, and again, me being solo on this, uh, it gets pretty difficult pretty quick. So, you know, to, to manage all that. So we'll, we'll look in at that too, but, uh, it, it's been fun. Like you said, it's, it's nice to, it, when I teach, I feel very fresh. I'm excited when I teach, you know, because it's not the only thing I do. Um, I stay in touch with teaching. I'm up, you know, I stay in touch with what should happen, but, uh, you know, again, I, I, then I stay in touch with the other stuff too. And I think, uh, that's, uh, that's also really cool as well. So it's been, uh, it's been a fun shift for me and 
um, I've enjoyed it. Hopefully it keeps going. So it brings up one last bonus question for you. Um, mm -hmm. You talk about, uh, you just mentioned about the, from what I've heard from a lot of professionals, especially if you're working at a club, there's this grind of teaching, right? You're mm -hmm. teaching 2000 hours a year and it's like lesson after lesson and they're sitting out in the sun and all that. And mm -hmm. you've been able to expand. So that's, there's so much more that you're doing, which makes sense that it's, it's invigorating, right? Because you're not tethered to one thing. Right. But um, what, what's your take on the transition for say for a golf professional, but this is, could be in golf media in general of the popularity of say social media versus traditional. And so I'll give the example this past week, I heard from three different people on Monday that uh, Mike and Grant had left good, good golf. Yeah. Yeah. And then I hear from one person that Catherine Tappan is out at NBC golf and that, yeah. you know, they, and then, and I had to dig a little deeper to see like, okay, they've done wholesale changes. So it's really interesting to see that. And then if you look at mm -hmm. the, the, the audience size, so Mike and Grant have a quarter of a million subscribers on Instagram, a lot more on YouTube. And if you look at the traditional media folks, the people who are doing the broadcasting, their side, their audience size is very small comparatively on social media, right. meaning that Mike and Grant have this this audience that they have where the other people are tethered to the, to the traditional media. So what's your take on that? Because it certainly seems like there's been this seismic shift where it doesn't even pay. If you're someone who has their own audience, why would you want to go on tour and spend all that time working in, in that type of grind broadcasting versus setting up something like, and like you said, good, good golf is, is, is fun as it looks. I'm sure it takes a heck of a lot to create engaging yeah. content like they do but i'd yeah, love to hear what your thoughts are on that and they have big teams like you know they've got three or four people you know behind the scenes that are filming and doing all the work and they're out playing uh you know they had to grow to that and, and so the grind really happens early where it's like hey i've got to do this and i've got to get up there you know it's not as easy as i think people you know think like oh i'm just going to do this it's like you, you know one you got to be consistent with it Two, you've got to, you know, that's how you get noticed. And two, you've got to, you know, make good stuff. It, you can't just slap stuff together anymore. Um, you know, it's gotten very high quality. So, you know, I talk with a lot of pros that ask me about it and it's like, well, if you're not willing to, you know, get on this and devote, um, you know, realistically like four or five hours a week to doing it, at least, you, you know, you're probably not going to see anything from it. Um, you know, so they, a lot of them aren't willing to do that. So, uh, you know, I just tell them like, Hey, it's probably not the thing to do. You probably could do better elsewhere. Um, but I do think it, it's, it's hard to fight where the world's going, right? Like it's, it's just, it is like social media or just on-demand entertainment or on-demand lessons, you know, on-demand everything. It's just, um, you know, I, other than like sports, right? I don't know when I like just sit down. I don't think I sit down and like have like, you know, my Thursday night TV show, right? Like it's only sports that I do that for. It's like, all right, I got to watch the sports because I'm going to watch that live. But everything else, it's like, yeah, all right. I, I know I can watch it when I want to. And so when you're talking about like NBC and all that, it's like those, those things like, uh, 
you know, I would have, I don't even know what the show is in the morning. It's like golf now. Like, I don't even know. It used to be like the morning drive. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, who's, who's really going to wake up and, you know, other than like you have it on for like, Hey, I'm getting ready in the morning, but I don't think people are like setting their schedules anymore for things and saying, I'm going to sit down and do this. So I, I think there's some shift to that. And, and so it has to, you have to kind of adjust to what's going on and kind of make that effort to grind through it um, and get it started. But you know, the thing I'll be interested in is the, you know, the pro golfer, right? Like what pro golfer is going to want, you know, there has to be a, such a huge, I think a lot of people before would say like, Hey, I want to go be a pro golfer because, you know, financially it's great. I get to play golf and make money. Right. But it's a huge grind and it's a huge risk to go through like mini tour golf and all that stuff. Now, why can't I just go, play golf on t- on youtube maybe i still try to play professionally and that's what we see a lot of them do is you know they call themselves professionals but they're really just playing on youtube um and they're kind of giving it a half-hearted effort in my opinion of of what they're of trying to get to like the tour or anything because you know what hey you can make a lot of money doing it so um you know i don't have to have that insecurity of you know when's my next paycheck coming and all that you could, i could do this which is becoming huge and it's a little bit, it's a little bit more free. It's, I can do it when I, you know, I can do it at my schedule. I can do it where I want to. And, uh, you know, again, it's a little bit more secure. So I think it's an interesting shift. I think you're seeing that amongst the, uh, the legacy media. Um, they're, they're getting on board with that. I think that's why you're seeing some shakeups of like the announcing crews and stuff as well. You know, I saw like Colt Nose is, is on and and like, you know, so these all these people that have these they're trying to bring the Internet followings to the broadcast. Right. And they're trying to say, all right, hey, hopefully they'll come with them. It will be interesting to see how that works, though. Yeah, it's funny, too, because it's kind of like an author. Right. That's that's one of the things they talk about now. So how big is your social media following before a publisher will give you a book deal? Right. Yeah, you got to be able to promote it. Right. And that's where the promotion's going. Mm-hmm. So that's uh that's i mean yeah you know you could definitely argue i think for a while i argued like you know in my head i I had this like moral like oh this is you know bad or whatever this is not only do i not believe that anymore um at the end of the day too it's like all right am i gonna just fight this tsunami you know with uh you know or i'm gonna fight this massive fire fire you know forest fire with a garden hose right like it's just not going to work. And so you kind of have to, you know, it's either get on or, you know, you're in trouble. So, you know, again, that's where it's like, all right, how can I do it where I feel good about it? I feel like it's something that I like and I don't feel like I'm like selling my soul of like, all right, I'm just kind of getting on here. And, you know, I know people aren't going to learn or get better. Uh, Is there a way I can do that and actually say, yeah, you can. And so that's what I've tried to do. 